Hi everyone. I'm Doc. I'm a clinical psychotherapist. And I'm Cece. I'm a professional musician. We're two friends who spend a lot of time unpacking each other's bullshit. And this podcast is a way for us to help you through yours. Welcome to Let's Unpack This. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Unpack This. Welcome back. <laughs> we haven't recorded in a little bit. Uh, it was a holiday and... I have gone back to work, mm-hmm. and this is my busy season, so, yeah. How does it feel? It feels weird. It feels really strange that I didn't work for three months because of the pandemic, and now I'm working in the same said pandemic. It's like some alternate reality shit. Yeah, like, it makes no sense. Nothing makes sense. I Nothing could, makes no, sense. Like it, like, we could have just not have stopped. Mm-hmm. We understand nothing. No. That's why we're here today. Yeah. So. (laughs) Well, you were experiencing a lot of feelings of financial insecurity. Also talking about what you learned, feeling like you needed a plan B or like need a plan B. Mm -hmm. Have any of those fears or feelings lessened or increased or the moment that my back pay for unemployment hit i felt a entire shift Mm. like it was it was actually insane like i danced around my house i cried like because i was just finally able to pay my bills Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and um it's like i've said this before like money does not buy happiness but there definitely is something to like not being able to pay your bills that affects your mental health and plan B wise. I've definitely, I'm definitely planning for the future in a different way. Like, yeah. So yes. I just had the thought when you said that, how sad that is like that we've grown up in a culture where the majority of people I know at least have such a, relationship with money whether it's you know unhealthy healthy like Mm -hmm. however you want to describe it that your feeling and your sense of security changes that drastically instantly I looked at my bank account it was like I felt like I felt like when uh Charlie got the winning ticket on wow Willy Wonka like it's crazy and it's not it wasn't like any you know what I mean it Mm -hmm. wasn't anything it was just just to be able to pay my bills Mm. you know like i guess you know i don't know it's it's wild well because there's especially in our country like there's such a consequence if you don't mm-hmm. right like there you get phone calls yeah you get bad credit you get evicted like there's all your you know your the car mail, gets repossessed the mail yeah. that comes like the constant you know having to call your bill collectors and tell them you know i can't pay my bills and like i've ne- i've worked really hard to get to a place where I wouldn't have to deal with that so it was like having you know this situation the pandemic happened and being out of my hands and I said this before it was this whole new feeling of powerlessness or it's like well I'm you know it's like not my fault that I can't pay my bills so it was almost it's almost worse because it's like I couldn't just go out and like get a job and Mm -hmm. fix it Mm-hmm. yeah you were fully out I of just control had to like deal with it mm-hmm. and we live in like such a shaming and scolding culture mm-hmm. that 
when it comes to that type of thing, like where you can't pay your bills for no fault of your own, mm-hmm. um, it's there's still so much I, I feel shame like attached. Shame, yeah, yes. for sure. Especially with like my line of work, because it's people view it as like such an unstable career choice to begin with, mm-hmm. and I've I've like internalized parts of that from my childhood, seeing like the comments people would make to my parents, like oh, is that your real job? Like, and I've gotten that too. Like, yes, it's my real job. Like, what's a real job? (laughs) The fuck? Seriously, people still have that mentality that like, unless it's a nine to five or whatever, you're, unless you're a business, like it's this weird, people don't take musicians really seriously. So yeah, I guess like I've done a lot of work to try and combat that, that, thing inside my head that tells me I don't have a real job Mm. (laughs) (laughs) that nasty ass voice that we all have like girl you need to go get a real job that's like during pandemic the whole thing and still you know like and I've I've learned that for my security and my needs like I'm gonna have to find some sort of balance in between the two just Mm. so that I can feel more secure but what's so crazy about what you just said like and I, you know, I know it's your ego. It's not you, mm-hmm. you know, your authentic self saying this, but saying like, girl, go get a real job. Yeah. But even if you ha- had a different job, you still might have been unemployed because yeah, there's so many people that how yeah. many of our friends didn't work either no. that had. It's definitely my ego because it's like the part of me that even though I know it's a pandemic that like I've kind of struggled with that my whole life anyway. So it was like, mm-hmm. that's what I was going to tell myself anyway. Mm-hmm. So None of this is actually real. <laughs> I just had a light bulb. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, I no- see it. It's right above your head. <laughs> <laughs> it's bright as fuck. I mean, this is all that I've been thinking about and reading about and writing about for the last couple months, but none of this is real. It's all in our fucking head. Like, you have a job, you have a real job, because you go to the job and you do the job, you know? Um, all of the fears, all of the stories, like, none of that's real. Yeah. It's, an, it's like, so crazy that so much of our pain comes from... False stories that we tell ourselves. Nothing actually happening. Yeah, that's how I'm feeling today. I woke up today just feeling really anxious, and I'm trying to, like figure out what's real and what's not because <laughs> some of it's real and then some of it's not <laughs> should we unpack <laughs> well so today I went to the mailbox <laughs> and I had I had a bill come mm-hmm. and it was like something it was like a large bill and I was like damn it I don't want to have to pay this right and then I was like well I can afford to pay it so i should just do it right now so i paid the bill and in the line they make you write like what it's for because it's like a collections agency and i wrote fuck (laughs) y'all i didn't actually send it but it was like very therapeutic to like imagine Mm -hmm. sending it saying that yes but it just it just put me in this like anxious space where it's like i don't know i just feel I felt gross after doing it. 
after paying the bill, like after doing an adult thing, like I just didn't feel good. Oh my gosh. Do you feel <laughs> secure enough with me for me to go deeper in this? Yes. Okay. So a couple different things. One, think about it. What's the story that you attach to spending a sum of money like that? Regardless of even if it's to something I, that like you have to pay. Yes. I'm like, no, I have to hold on to this money in case I need it. Mm-hmm. And I don't I didn't find that to be important enough to need to pay it. So like I felt like I was giving something that I didn't want to give. So there's which is really, really common. I mean, I, I, I completely get it. There's so much security that's tied to us like a, a sum of money, just mm-hmm. like knowing that you have it. So even if you have to spend it for something that you have to pay for which is like a really important thing, like Mm -hmm. a medical bill, right? Mm -hmm. That you, you know, went to the, you know, you went to wherever you went to to have that particular, you know, thing looked at Mm -hmm. or fixed or whatever, like all important. Yeah. We still feel this sense of a lack of security if we like, you know, let go of that sum of money. And that's so much of what drives a lot of like that fear then that you were feeling all of quarantine, which is, understandable Mm -hmm. but again like it's all imaginable imagined it's not oh if I actually give away this money right now to pay this bill I therefore am less worthy less secure less safe Mm -hmm. it's just but this is what oh no (laughs) I'm all over the place today it's okay this is what I associate my security with right and so just the idea or the thought or watching it leave well it's the fear of the fear of financial insecurity yeah like I don't want to have to be in that place that I was a couple months ago so I'm like trying to like hold on to my money like I'm not gonna ever work again oh my god I just (laughs) had this thought of like what you're describing with your relationship with money is my relationship with men Yeah. So I don't know. And then we went to go look at uh, a house for rent that I'm really, really hoping we get. It's absolutely perfect. And there's just like so many different things happening where it's all fear. Like all my, all of my feelings about it are fear based. Some of them are real. Some of them are completely imagined. Mm -hmm. But like, I was thinking like, I'm I this reaffirms my fear of success even more and I was thinking about this the other day like I'm starting this tie-dye company mm-hmm. and I like almost don't want it to be like a real thing like a like a big thing I'm like no nah, it's just like a like you know a little thing I'm doing on the mm-hmm. side just so I can not take responsibility for it right and like it's totally based in fear fear mm-hmm. of success fear of responsibility mm-hmm yeah I can relate to that when I started my businesses like I cried so much before each one because it's all fear of and it's so crazy because I even have particular people in mind when I feel this way or, or have these images come up and and not people that have any basis in my life whatsoever but like I, I cried so much out of fear of like what if this fails like mm-hmm. I've talked about it I've put it out there like I've worked for you know years for these things um and I you know put all of this money or whatever into it like I put all of you know myself into mm-hmm. it it's me it's yeah. my name yeah, yeah, all yeah. of what you experience yeah 
everyone knows everyone's gonna be watching what if this doesn't work out Mm -hmm. and I I can think back to a few years ago when I opened my practice and like I was I was actually in front of a bunch of our friends sobbing about it like what if this actually fails Mm -hmm. and like I'm left feeling just totally awful about it and I gotta say like it was the best decision I ever made because, like, I don't think about that anymore. Right. And it was, like, really cool to actually get to experience what it's like to do something completely on your own like you're doing, mm-hmm. which you already do with your music anyway. Yeah. And actually be successful from it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's we create so much of our patterns ourselves you know we reinforce these negative core beliefs of like I won't be successful I I, you know I'm not financially stable or secure or whatever like we recreate them constantly by the way that we do or do not do things like Mm -hmm. by the way we do or do not spend money or the way that we do or do not follow dreams that we have or, Mm -hmm. or follow through with things so it's not even like it wouldn't work out just like sometimes like we create it to be that it won't work out yeah no, I don't for me it's like I'm such a sabotager that's what I mean yeah yeah but like part of me's like I kind of hope it doesn't work out well because that would be the most comfortable thing for you because <laughs> if you think more about the beliefs and ideas in line with things not working out for you well then if this were to not work out even if it would make that true yeah and it would just keep you stuck in that familiar space which we've talked about in other ways before, like we will always go back to the familiar because that's what's safest to us. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not healthy, painful, we don't even deserve it. Like whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's like, I think like somewhere deep in my subconscious, like I, I at the surface level think like, yeah, I'm deserving of these things, but somewhere like way layered under there, there's like this feeling of not being worthy of success or not being worthy of, you know, finding the perfect house to live in or like, I'm, yeah. uh, it's not going to happen because like I'm not worthy mm-hmm. or, you know, financial security. I'll never really have it because I never really have. So like, this is just who I am. Yeah. It's like an ugly, dark <laughs> seed inside of my brain that mm-hmm. I have to, I don't know. I mean, the remedy to that is is acting differently, mm-hmm. which is really hard when you've been doing the same things over and over your entire life. Yeah. You know, I can really relate to that. And so, you know, if, if something, if one of these things that you're talking about wouldn't work out, well, your ego is going to latch onto that like fucking. Like, see, I was right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And our ego loves that. Yeah. Even if it doesn't feel good. That's, again, like, more comfortable than to be like, oh, wow, like, this actually worked out. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Okay, now what? Now I have a responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I have to, you know. Follow through. Yeah. Pay yeah. these more bills, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but none of it's bad. No, it's all really good stuff. It's just, it's just all fear. It's like, I still low-key don't want to grow up. And it's really messed up because I have all these things that I know I'm capable of and part of me just doesn't want to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, that's just so much easier. (laughs) Yeah, because then I can avoid the disappointment, the the possible disappointment, which in the end doesn't really mean anything because it's not real. Right. 
it's not real it just but it does it feel it feels, feels real, real. Mm-hmm. yeah every morning i wake up i'm like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> should we no i don't feel like it not really feeling it today yeah because think about it like i'm exhausted just from all the shit that's going on in, in a loop you know when i'm anxious or you know have something going on like even if i'm not fully aware of it like i just feel like i'm just like drained not just from listening to other people shit all the time but like just from like having to like question my own ego and tell my own ego to shut the fuck up a lot like i'm like i just don't want to do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> where yeah, I have it's, to exa- give- it's exhausting mm-hmm. so what are we talking about today we have a topic well i feel like it just we totally it's a great transition yeah um shadow work we're talking about shadow work when you were just talking about your shadow (laughs) it's fucking in there i don't like my shadow i'm scared of my shadow (laughs) yeah i'm like constantly trying to avoid my shadow but then facing it like fuck you shadow i'm here to deal with you Mm -hmm. (laughs) our shadow is the abandoned and rejected parts of ourself how does that happen um no but in all seriousness not getting our needs met right growing up and again our parents could have done the very best that they knew how to and like you know could have also been very loving but it's it's us not getting those needs of being seen and heard met in the way that we needed to Mm -hmm. and then as we grow up these are the parts of ourselves like you were literally just talking about that we hide Mm mm-hmm Hide from other people. Sometimes try to hide from ourselves. We That's don't, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want this part of us to be seen. Right. And it ends up being the part of us that comes out the most because we tend to try to hide from it. And it's the part of us that comes out in all of these like patterns that we constantly are repeating over and over and over again our whole life. Right. And there's a reason why we get ourselves stuck in the same types of situations over and over again or the same fears or the same whatever Mm -hmm. relationships. I feel like this is such, such a a deep thing because it's really hard to recognize until you start doing the work, like Mm. what that looks like or what that means. And, um, being able to be brutally honest with yourself about these, these shadow parts of, of yourself that maybe aren't so nice to look at. I mean, I, f- I feel like they're almost never no nice no, to look no, at. No, very not nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's not that any of these parts of us are bad or therefore make us bad, It, but they are there. And, and if we want to be free of these insecurities of these really unhealthy patterns that we might get stuck in all the time, like these are the parts of ourselves that we have to look. And a lot of people don't know about their shadow self because they – um have become really accustomed to blaming everything on the outside Mm -hmm. for their problems so like these things are happening to me this person these everybody i've been in a relationship with they are all crazy they all you know do the same type of thing like oh this this is what's happening to me Mm -hmm. victimizing yeah yeah and so it it's really helpful to them to just be blaming everything on the outside Mm -hmm. external stuff because then they don't have to look at themselves right that's how we're 
ego literally works. It right. wants to distract you from yourself. So it's going to focus on everything else, even though it still wants you to feel like shit anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's comfortable. Right. Like I am most comfortable in repeating the same patterns over and over again to prove to myself that I'm unlovable. Like, like we were talking about, it's like mm-hmm. I was your ego is able to then tell you like, well, I was right. Mm-hmm. You aren't worthy of love or you aren't wor- worthy of happiness or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, mm-hmm. you're going to just get the same result. Mm-hmm. So you might as well not keep trying. And then even when you do that, well, I'm still alone. I'm still, you know, f- feel depressed. Mm-hmm. I still whatever. Right. We end up reinforcing the same thing over and over again, even if you do like the opposite of like what you used to do until you actually act in line with what our self-worth um our lovability inherently is, mm-hmm. which is so hard because none of us were, were most of us weren't really taught how to do any. Do you that. feel like there's an aspect of fake it till you make it with this? Yeah, but I don't even think it's fake it till you make it. It's literally just how our brain works. Like we have to just do something enough out of habit. That's cr- what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you have to just do the action, uh, even if you don't like feel it to be authentic yet or until you like actually integrate that into your being because I feel like with like a lot of the work and self-love and stuff like that a lot of time my ego tries to like tell me like this is stupid this is dumb like Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be doing this Mm -hmm. like but then you get to a certain point where you can look back and see how it's worked even though you may not have believed it at the time right and it part of that like shadow work or even just you know what we've talked about with like the work Mm -hmm. which is a lot of this is questioning your ego right is just observing the ego stories and letting them pass like okay i hear you Mm -hmm. and then letting it pass yeah i actually tell my clients to give their ego a name like karen or like (laughs) susan or you know i don't know maybe like a funny like male name just be like okay susan like shut the fuck up like yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye. and you just you move on like okay carol hear you you're the worst <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> and because we have to assume that when we do differently that's when our ego is going to be the loudest because when we do differently consistently enough our ego starts to die right like the greatest pain that i've ever felt that i currently feel is because part of my ego is dying mm-hmm. like it's getting quieter and it's trying so hard to come out that it gets louder before it gets quieter right so it can like feel like you're screaming at yourself (laughs) and our negative self-talk from our ego is so mean because it's trying to protect me like it's Mm -hmm. trying to protect me from I don't know rejection you know feeling unlovable again but all that it's doing is actually reinforcing it anyway yeah um and so you just have to keep performing the action, the opposite action of what you used to do. So whether that's setting boundaries, whether that's uh, positive self-talk, whether that's, you know, ending a relationship, whether that's, you know, working out, eating healthier, whatever. Setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And you just have to keep doing that consistently enough until that becomes the habit and you recognize, okay, in fact, nothing bad happened from it. In fact, I do feel better. This is a lifelong journey Mm -hmm. like I can't tell you especially over the last decade like how much work I've done where I thought that I was past something that I ended up having to like pull back another 
layer right. of it however many years later i'm like motherfucker yeah 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 um so yes i totally hear when you and so many other people say fake it till you make it but really it just is actually how our brain works mm-hmm. like you just we have, have to reteach our brains how to think mm-hmm. about ourselves mostly you're you're literally reprogramming the neural pathways in your brain right and because our brain is you know so malleable like neuroplasticity of like you can just quickly bounce back to a certain thought pattern or a certain behavior mm-hmm. like that's why consistency in anything is so important yeah um so it's understanding okay intellectually i understand that my worth is inherent and no one can (laughs) decide what it is no one can change it and just because someone may or may not do something or something may or may not happen around me doesn't change my worth I may not feel that but I know that so what actions can I do that would be in line with me having high self-worth right even if that's incredibly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because my ego is going to do everything it can to keep me in the familiar. I was told recently, um, this person said to me, well, how how could you ever, you know, choose somebody that allows you to feel safe and secure when, like, you've never actually known safety and security? Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, like, would you know it if you saw it? I wish the listeners could see your face. What did you like? You know what I mean? Like, what would that look like to someone who's never experienced that? Like boring. Right. Boring. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because we think like, yeah, we confuse chaos for passion mm -hmm. and love and and not even in just relationships like, you know, parent relationships, friends, jobs like. We will choose the same things over and over again because of what we're so used to mm-hmm. and that being perceivably safe and secure versus what actually might be right for us. Right. Like where we have to take responsibility or we actually might make more money or we might actually be praised for our work or we might actually like be able to express our emotions freely or I don't know. I keep going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like insane. But I will always accept what I've always known because that's just what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm like crying myself to sleep or like know that this isn't what I want or deserve, I'll still go back to it just without even sometimes realizing it. Or my ego will <laughs> present the feeling of guilt because I think that I did something wrong by choosing differently. Mm-hmm. So then I revert back. <laughs> That's my entire life. I can, in my soul right now, feel the feeling that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like when you, when you go back on a boundary or something like that, like even though you know you should be sticking to it, like it feels good just to like be like whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Like somewhere like deep in there, it's like this sick comfort. In going back to the 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 usual, even if it's not good for you. Yeah, I've been paying a lot of attention the last few months to like my physical 
I mean, even longer than that, but like my special sensations. And, um, and we've talked about in a previous episode about how any feeling that you have in your stomach is from your ego. And I get a lot of drops in my stomach. I get a lot of butterflies in my stomach. And I used to think, you know, when I was younger that that was like love or passion or like that was right. Exciting Mm -hmm. or good. And I've been paying attention even more and more in what situations which with certain people and 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 (laughs) even when we have conversations yes even when yeah we're like you're telling me something and I feel it for you and (laughs) and I don't notice it until you point it out Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh and I would feel it like when I would go back on you know something or I would do something to seek some sort of attention or validation or Mm -hmm. I would break a boundary or whatever and then I would realize oh my god you're feeling that because this is in line with what is so familiar to you but it it's not you're gonna feel like shit after this or like you know this isn't in line with your self-worth or you you know don't deserve this but that feeling is so comfortable to me that I would often do something that I didn't actually want to do or know that wasn't right for me because that feeling provided some sort of comfort to me it's like a drug yes it's like a drug the adrenaline rush is so real it's literally a drug Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then when I've done things where I've set a boundary, I've felt a very overwhelming sense of like freedom mm-hmm. where I've actually felt things like Open. leave my body. Yeah. Like I'm actually feeling it happen right now yeah. as I'm talking about it. Like, like actual energy, like leave my body. Um, and, and feel free and then I like I'm like oh my gosh like I actually did that thing and then the next day when I like have some space to like be alone and I'm not like distracted I mean this happened this week yeah I felt incredibly guilty and I sobbed for like two hours it's the old your old self leaving you it's part of my ego dying yeah yeah like and and it's trying to get me to revert back by creating that feeling of guilt. But then I have to remind myself, like, no, you didn't actually do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to do what you did to to break this pattern. Otherwise, you were going to keep going on yeah. like this in Forever. this situation for God knows how much longer. Wow. And then if it wasn't with this person, it would be with somebody else at yep. some point. Like... It's it's so scary. Like I'm validating how terrifying it is to do something different. And I always prided myself on somebody who had high self worth, right? Like I always like would talk about like I know what my worth is and I like have done all these like great things in my life and I've like achieved all this stuff. And then I came to understand recently that like that's all outside stuff. Mm. It's not true inner self love. Like you may think all of this you may know all of this you may understand all of it and you may have yes like worked really hard to like achieve all these things or create a certain life to look a certain way but then but what are you how are you actually treating yourself Mm. especially in relationships with other people right and that was painful yeah like when presented with these opportunities like are you actually acting in line with your worthiness and what you deserve and 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 you know your lovability which is by the way inherent and constant and I came to find out the answer is no which is fun yeah so 
once you like came came to that realization like how what do you do (laughs) it's uh it feels like such a loaded question you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. do you just because we've talked about you know acting in line with how our self-love should be our self-worth or whatever but like how do you even go about knowing what that's supposed to look like I've learned about myself and I know this isn't the case for everybody but for me like I'm a processor so like I naturally have to be processing what's in my head I can't just um like work through it on my own so I have to write it out Mm -hmm. um and I have to like talk it out right which is like really I know annoys the shit out of all of my but like it's just it's like literally I have to get it out so that I can have it leave my brain and then I can have someone else like affirm to me like what the truth is like reaffirm to me no you didn't do anything wrong no this is not okay like yeah yeah, yeah. you know whatever um so what I do is I journal a lot so I and we've I've talked about like the future self journaling before and like I do that every morning Mm mm-hmm but then with specific things, like I actually genuinely journal like um, specific affirmations. Like I journal what I ideally want to be doing and feeling in these types of situations and then affirming to myself through my writing that like it's okay. Like I constantly am, am writing and saying to myself, I am safe and I am okay. Mm-hmm. So like reaffirming safety is a huge thing when you are doing shadow work and you're shifting behaviors because you're going to constantly feel really fearful in doing something different so before I make a certain decision or do a certain action I'm constantly then saying to myself you are safe you're okay you're not in danger that's great because my body will literally start reacting like you're in danger you're in danger don't do that that's like my baseline (laughs) yeah (laughs) just like constantly feeling unsafe um yeah no matter what um so that and then I I pray a lot like I have to give Mm -hmm. it up to you know the power greater than myself that I believe in mm-hmm. and like remember if I rely on myself I'm going to constantly do what I've always done so I have to rely on something yes. greater than me same and I usually give up like like say to myself like I forgive whether it's a person or myself and like I release you and then I like but I say like I release you to you know I choose to call my higher power God but like whatever you believe in the universe ocean whatever um And I constantly say that and then I constantly ask my higher power to change the way that I see this situation and change the error in my thinking Mm. because that's always the core issue. You know, it's great for what you were just saying, the uh, loving kindness meditation. Yeah. It's so good for (laughs) for what we're talking about. I remember I was on this kick where I was, uh, again, and I've talked about this before, like for work um I would have to drive to Philly a lot so I was listening to this podcast and she was talking about the loving kindness meditation and I was like all right maybe I should just meditate my whole way up to work obviously with my eyes open you know what I mean but just like repeating some sort of mantra so that I can't whatever worry about crashing my car on the bridge or Mm -hmm. like something (laughs) pretty unrealistic Mm -hmm. so I I started I I started doing the loving kindness meditation and I did it the whole way and like by the time I got to work I hadn't even realized that like I I had driven the whole way without being fearful so it was like one a good way to retrain my brain and two is a good distraction from the craziness that is you know anxiety but 
that meditation in particular I like because it forces me to think about something other than myself Mm. and it's like you know because you're supposed to wish somebody you wish all these things for somebody that you don't necessarily care for for yourself and then somebody like that you love so I don't know it's always interesting and and I try to like go for the first person that comes to mind even if that's like because that's who it's meant to be for even if I don't want it to be yeah that's very real (laughs) I'm gonna say something very honest and I wonder if you know what it is because I've said it to you before so whenever I do and it'll be interesting to see if you know after some time it changes but whenever I do a loving kindness meditation I'm not able to you have said this yeah I'm I'm have not yet been able to like think of somebody that stop no we can't do this if we start crying now we won't get through the episode um i've never been able to think about somebody that loves me and then somebody that i love so i just sit there (laughs) it's not funny you know you know what this goes back to i just thought of this so a couple oh a bit ago you were talking about like in regards to like relationships like having trouble opening mm-hmm. and i feel like that's totally it because yep. even though you know that you're loved and that you have people in your life that you love you're not able to open yourself enough to see it in that moment when you're doing the meditation well and even like it, i intellectually know it right but like, like but i can feel like my heart literally like be closed mm-hmm. um and it yeah it's just like it's so wild in being able to also like feel that Mm -hmm. where I'm like I can feel myself like completely constricted and not even like remotely be able to like think of anybody even though like I know I can say like I love you and Mm -hmm. like all this stuff it's I'm I'm like no like that's not a thing and and I'll like try to force it and then it won't feel authentic yeah so I just like carry it out but something that you were talking about that I want to point out about when like when you would, you know, do a loving kindness meditation and then you would not feel what you would usually feel in that type of situation mm-hmm. because you weren't paying attention. Mm-hmm. You weren't giving your attention to the, the negative stories, yeah. the anxiety, right? Like and that's like so much of what our existence is meant to be is like about observing and being present and not giving attention to things that aren't real right and instead like you were focusing on what was real like you were focusing on what exactly you were doing in that moment mm-hmm. driving yeah. right like you were mindful in the present moment and then you were focusing your attention on love which is the only thing that's ever real right therefore when we're fully immersed in the present moment and only focusing on love fear cannot exist mm. it's impossible for both to exist at the same time mm-hmm. And it's also then speaking to the fact that, like, none of that's actually real. Right. We just think about it. It's crazy. Like, we give so much energy energy to things that don't actually exist. Yeah. Like, how fucked up is that? It is fucked up. Like, my ego constantly says, like, if you don't do this, that person is not going to love you. Therefore, you're not going to be lovable. If you let go of this if you move forward from this situation like 
then you're going to therefore be alone. Like it's all fear. And I like can sit here on one end being like, none of this is real. Like shut up. But when and you're then, in it. Yeah. It just, you it's have the like, realest thing in the world. Yeah. You have two conflicting. It's like nothing else exists, mm-hmm. but that, that like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Um, you know, I did not know like how <laughs> like truly embedded all of this really mm-hmm. is until this year even though I've been teaching this for years, like to, I feel like this past year for me has been fully immer- being immersed in the human experience and being able to experience like every single thing that I've ever had to like work through with another person mm-hmm. um, and teach another person, which is um, not enjoyable, but necessary. And like, we're really broken. Mm-hmm. Like I was very much taught that I needed to perform to be loved. I needed to look a certain way to be loved. Um, and it's like retraining everything that I've ever known. And we've talked about reparenting before, like mm-hmm. literally becoming my own parent, teaching myself like it's okay to not have to perform or sacrifice or betray myself for love mm-hmm. which by the way is never actually love anyway it's just attention it's just lust comfort it's just comfort it's nothing uh-huh. and as someone who's still criticized all the time <laughs> um it's it's really hard to relearn that like that's not real you mm-hmm. know and that's not healthy and like you don't have to do all these things that you've been doing your entire life to receive anything good right and it, I mean, listen, if I was ever actually receiving love by doing any of these things, well, then I think I would have a lot of people to think about when I'm doing a loving and kindness meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 never going to be like, OK, I've like I'm, I'm really validating to listeners like it's never going to be like, OK, I've done a certain amount of work and I've gotten to this point and like I'm good. It's OK that it's going to be the rest of your life that we're on this journey yeah it's not linear either it's not like no okay now i'm done this part of the work so i can move on to the next like it's kind of like juggling honestly Mm because you gotta keep all these balls in the air Mm -hmm. all these different things that you have to work on at the same time Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and like really truly accepting the fact that we're human beings right and like as a human being we are flawed and like purpose of our human experience is to feel all of it Mm -hmm. um to feel all of the emotions and to have all of these experiences and like really move past the ego to like transcend past that in order to just like be yeah and like a point i want to make for if this is like going over anybody's head like to simp for me like when i have to think of it in its simplest form like doing shadow work means being able to be honest enough with myself to see these darker, mm-hmm. less, you know, they might be smaller than larger issues or character defects that I have. Being able to look them at them with, like, a true gut level honesty and being able to admit that they exist, like, before you can even work on them, you know? And, right. and these things aren't very easily categorized or put into words like you know it's not like oh well you're just selfish or or I'm just you know I have daddy issues or whatever it is it's it's much more like you said like ingrained and comes from years of training and you know we have to we have to find a way to 
combat that but like for me like it it happens on a daily basis where you know if I'm irritated by something I have to I can look at that and be like okay what part of me what part of my shadow self is being disturbed here Mm -hmm. you know like and you can start to notice like what those parts of your shadow self are by well you just said like by the way that you react Mm -hmm. um by the way like you talk to other people by what type of like advice you might give to people constantly Mm. um the types of fears that you have like it's really paying attention to how we react Mm -hmm. because Anytime I'm disturbed, it is always, even if it's justifiable anger and even if the other person might be doing something that I might deem not okay, the disturbance is always at the core an error in the way that I'm thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm feeling threatened in some way, Um, not that other person is threatening me. Mm -hmm. So. It's even just starting to look at those types of patterns, which right. we're, we're not taught how to. So we usually don't think right. about it. We constantly just think that we're right. Um, we constantly just like think that our perception is the only one without considering that like the other person might not even be thinking about that. They have, might, no, they, they have no idea. They have no clue what's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, at all. So it's it's also recognizing that the fact that we go through this the fact that we do have shadow parts of ourselves does not mean we're broken does not mean we're bad does not mean we're wrong in any way it's it's just literally part of being a human being mm-hmm. um you know i'm not broken because i have to deal with these things like right i have to deal with these things because i'm a human being yeah <laughs> like that's it and this is part of why i'm here and this is part of what i'd go through anyway and if i didn't deal with this now i'm gonna have to deal with it later so so i shared this meme thing on instagram the other day that a friend of mine shared and it's from the book untamed by glennon doyle Mm. and which by the way i ordered the book immediately she's like you have to read this book but it says since i got sober i've never been fine again not for a single moment i've been exhausted and terrified and angry i've been overwhelmed and underwhelmed and (laughs) (laughs) debilitatingly depressed and anxious i've been amazed and awed and delighted and overjoyed to bursting. I have been reminded constantly, this will pass. Stay close. I have been alive. And I love that so much because it, it's exactly what you just said. Like, we get to do these things because mm. we're having this human experience and we are alive. And as shitty and painful as it is, um, like, what a gift that we are able to see these things and work through them. Because, you know, not everybody is on, on the journey. No, I mean a lot of people are asleep mm-hmm. and I'm really working on trying to like let them just stay asleep instead of trying <laughs> to wake them up and like convince them that they Shaking them yeah, awake. like hello you need to join me here um no yeah. that might not be why they're here right um but I did think about that uh this, this morning and 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 a lot lately of I'm really trying not to judge my experiences I'm really trying not to judge my feelings um, right none of them are good or bad they just uh, are. They just are. And they're everything that I've needed in order to get to this point to evolve. And like, I really thought like how, as again, as you said, as painful as it may be, like how lucky I am to be able to get to experience all of this and like mm-hmm. evolve to the point. Like I actually start to cry sometimes when I think about how excited I am to see like what is coming mm. by doing all of this work, like yeah. what's coming Same. next rather than having to just do this shit 
the rest of my life. Like that <laughs> sounds terrible. <laughs> so it's uh it's really like diving headfirst into trusting hmm. whatever you choose to trust in. Yeah. Everything always works out exactly the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Um <laughs> even if, if we don't like it. Even if it's not what we wanted. Yeah. Never on our timeline. And we're always okay. No, that's so true. And it comes and it and I've seen that with the pandemic, like with everything that happened, like I I do feel truly blessed, like when I think about how things happen and, and I said this before, like and I was able I'm able now to look back and be like, Wow, I didn't lose my shit. Like, you know what I mean? I I stayed the course, you know, kept doing the yeah. work and like coming out on the other side and having some sanity is like feels good it's that other it's that like non-ego filled feeling of adrenaline yeah yeah like freedom yeah freedom what the fuck is this (laughs) it's really cool to feel peace yeah you know even if it's like not all the time momentary (laughs) but it's just better than nothing (laughs) yeah i'll take what i could get So remember, you are not unlovable until someone loves you. You are and always have been lovable since you got here. Thanks Thanks for for tuning in. in. We We love love you. you.